This morning's scripture is from Psalm chapter 56, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 56, 1 and 2. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He, fighting daily, oppresses me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O Thou Most High. Good morning and welcome again to our worship service. We are thankful for your presence. If you're visiting, we thank you for your presence today. We encourage you to come back and be with us at every opportunity that you may have. We're always grateful to have visitors. If you're looking for a church home, we do invite you to consider the work here. We would love to have you join hands with us as we seek to serve the Lord in this community. We appreciate Brother David Taylor leading our singing this morning. We're grateful for his ability and his willingness to step in and lead singing on behalf of Brother Raymond. We're going to be looking at Psalm 56 in just a moment. I would invite you to turn to Psalm 56, and we're going to note this particular psalm in some detail. I want us to think for just a few moments about the theme today, faith in the face of fear. How do you react to the adversities and trials of everyday living? I think that all of us would probably agree that life can be very difficult. And there are times when the difficulties of life are so great that our minds are filled with anxieties and fears. In Psalm 56, we have an account of David who was in the midst of some very grave trials And so, in light of those trials, he had to respond in a very positive way. And his response was one of faith. And so today we want to think about what he faced, how he dealt with his fears, and then see if there are some lessons there for us. The first thing that I would call your attention to as we look at Psalm 56 has to do with the foes of David. And really we're talking now about his adversaries. And David, in a very plain and forthright way, refers to them as his enemies in verse 2. Listen to him if you would. Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day. And so David literally lays all the cards on the table here. He's saying that he has some adversaries, some enemies. Some would say that his adversaries were the Philistines. And that may have been the case. But nonetheless, his trials were very real. And his adversaries, well, they were real too. Well, what about David? And what about his foes? How were they treating him? In other words, what were they doing to make his life so unbearable? The first thing that I would call your attention to is the fact that they oppressed him. Look again at verse 1. Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. Here were people that were not only oppressing him, but he says in verse 2, they hounded him. 
Have you ever had somebody that is just on your case day and night? I think about individuals that have been hounded 24-7 by somebody or maybe by a group of people. And they are unrelenting, they are unbending in their oppression, in the fact that they're hounding, just constantly nipping at your heels. But then also, not only did they oppress him, but the Bible says that they opposed him. Look at verse 2 again. My enemies would hound me all day, for there are many who fight against me, O Most High. And so they were in opposition to him. You see, not only did they hound him, but they sought to hurt him. In my mind, I think about individuals that are filled with hate. And you know, when people are filled with hate, they're liable to do anything. Nothing is beneath them. Note how they sought to inflict hurt on the life of this man who had a heart that God loved. Drop down to verse 5. In verse 5, here's what David said. All day they twist my words. Now, you know, there are people that because of their intense hatred for you, they will distort and manipulate what you have said. Here is David, and he's simply laying his case out before God, and he's saying, listen, they twist my words. Have you ever had somebody that has misrepresented you to somebody else? Not long ago, I was talking to a friend of mine, and we were talking about a mutual friend, and this particular individual has had some problems and has gotten himself into some trouble. And so I was talking about trying to sit down and talk with this particular individual and and this this fellow said you need to be careful because sometimes what you say one-on-one may not get back to others in the way that you articulated them well you see there are people out here they'll take your words and they'll twist them especially if they think what what you have said, if they can turn or twist it just a little bit, if that will get you in hot water, hot water with somebody else. They love to do that. Anything to turn up the heat. That's what these people were doing to David. And so, look at verse 5 again. In verse 5, he said, Not only do they twist my words, he said, but all their thoughts are against me for evil. I think about people that are vindictive. And they just have, they have this spirit that says, I'm out to get you. Here are people that in their mind, they're against David. And so they're going to do whatever they can to get at him. In verse 6, he said, they gather together. They hide, they mark my steps when they lie in wait for my life. So here David says, look, they're after me. They are on my heels. Many of us can identify with people like that. Maybe we have faced some foes in days gone by 
And maybe like David, they have become an enemy. Maybe they have, at least maybe from the perspective of the one we know, they view us as an enemy. And they have become an adversary to us. And so they are declaring war on us. And whatever they can do to hurt us, they're going to do that. Well, that's how David fell. But now, in the second place, I want you to think about the fears of David. When we talk about his fears, we're simply talking about the fact that David was afraid. He was filled with some anxiety. Look at what he says in verse 3. Whenever I am afraid. Are you ever afraid? Are you ever filled with anxiety? Here is David, a man after God's own heart. David was the successor to Saul, the first king over the United Kingdom. And you think about the great power and the prestige and the prominence of David. And yet David says in the presence of God, whenever I'm afraid. David, were you afraid at times? Absolutely. Are you ever afraid? Why was David restless with anxiety? Why was he afraid? Well, I think the reason he was afraid was because of the trials and the tribulations that he was facing in life. Again, you think about what is said in verses 1 and 2. Be merciful to me, O Lord, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day. There are many who fight against me almost high. Verse 5, all day they twist my words. Their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather together. They hide. They mark my steps when they lie in wait for my life. So David, yes, David was afraid. He was filled with anxieties. What then were the results of his anxieties? Look now, if you would, at verse 8. In verse 8, he said, you number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. I think one of the natural expressions of trials and tribulations or difficulties are tears. I think about David weeping before the Lord. Have you ever, because of the trials and the tribulations and the difficulties of life, have you ever found yourself in tears? Again, think about this great man of God. We talk about spiritual giants in the Bible. And yet we read of people like David or Abraham who shed tears, which to me suggests that they were very real people. Tears are a natural expression in life. It was said of Jesus in John chapter 11, verse 35, that he wept. Even the Son of God shed tears in life. And so, and also with regard to Christ, the Hebrew writer said in Hebrews chapter 5, who in the days of, who in the days of his flesh offered up tears and supplications unto him who was able to save him from death. So yes, Jesus shed tears in life. And that's what what David was experiencing in his life. And so, first of all, we think about his foes. And then, secondly, 
his fears. But then thirdly, let's talk about the faith of David. I want to submit unto you today that if you want a true ally in the face of fear, in the face of foes, you need to have faith. Faith can be a stronghold in times of trouble. And so, David, based on what he says in Psalm 56, was a man of great faith. There are a couple of things I want you to see with regard to his faith. First of all, consider, if you would, his cry. And this really has to do with his plea. In verse 1, he said, Be merciful to me, O God. Here's David crying out to Jehovah God. David was a man who trusted in the Lord. He believed in the Lord. His trust was in Jehovah God. Note verse 3, if you would. In verse 3, he said, Whenever I am afraid... I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. Here was a man that trusted in the Lord. In verse 10, he said, In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. Now let me ask this question. In whom do you trust? When the trials and tribulations of life are weighing you down, in the face of adversity, when individuals are seeking to undermine you and undercut what you're trying to do, when there are adversaries that are nipping at your heels, in whom do you trust? Let me tell you, David trusted in God. I think there are a couple of reasons David trusted in God. Number one, David believed in the word of God. David did not doubt God and his word. Number two, David believed in the great works of God. Think of all of the things that God had done on behalf of ancient Israel. And what God had done in his own life. And so that had developed this great sense of trust. And so David could exclaim over and over again, I will trust in you. And so first of all, there is his cry, but then secondly, we think about his confidence. And when I think about the confidence of David, I think about his great profession. We read just a moment ago from verse 4 when he said, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I put my trust. And then he goes on to say, I will not fear what flesh can do to me. There are three things I think you and I need to think about or reflect upon when it comes to God. Especially in light of some of the things that we face in this life. There are, some, there are some timeless truths that were, they were true in the days of David. 
They're true in our day. Number one, God will not forsake us. He will never forsake us. Look, if you would, at verse 4. In God I will praise His word. In God I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. And then drop down, if you would, and note what he says in verse 8. You number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? Verse, verse 9. When I cry out to you, then my enemies turn back. This I know because God is for me. God is not going to forsake us. In Hebrews chapter 3, the Lord said this, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't care what you and I go through. I don't, know, I don't care where we have been. I don't care what we're experiencing. The Lord is not going to forsake us. He is not going to turn his back on us. But number two, not only will God not forsake us, but God will not forget us. Do you remember when Joseph found himself in prison after he had been lied about by Potiphar's wife? He interpreted the dreams of the butler and the baker. One was killed, one was spared. And his word his words were, remember me when you get out of prison. Well, Joseph wasn't remembered. And there are times in life when we feel like, based on what we're going through, that people forget about us. In other words, we talk about our friends, our allies. And there are those that are fair-weather friends. They're with you when things are going well, and when things are going tough, well, guess what? They're just not beside you. Well, they forget about you. That's not the case when it comes to God. God is not going to forget about you. In verse 8, he said, you number my wanderings, put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? I think about the omniscience of God. He is all-knowing. The Bible says that a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without our Heavenly Father knowing about it. And then Jesus asked this question, are you not of more value than they? If God is mindful of every tear that courses our cheeks, if he is mindful of every step we take, read Psalm 139 sometime. The psalmist said, there is not a word on my tongue, but thou, O Lord, knowest it altogether. God knows everything. And God is not going to forget about you. He's not going to forsake you, and he's not going to forget about you. But there's a third thing. God is not going to forsake you, he's not going to forget about you, and he's not going to fail you. There are some folks in this world, they will tell you face to face, I'll stand with you through thick and thin, but you let, you let a little bit of adversity come your way. You let some trials come your way, and you see where they are. They're gone. They will fail you. 
They're not going to stand when the going gets tough. But I can assure you one thing, God will not fail you. Listen to what David said. Look again at verse 9. David said, this I know, God is for me. If you want to talk about somebody in your corner, it is Almighty God. God is in your corner. It doesn't matter if it's sun shining outside or if it is pouring down rain. God is with you. And I think sometimes we forget that. I think sometimes we have the idea that it's us against the world. It's it's all me. And I'm fighting an uphill battle. That's not the case at all. Think about David. Think about some of his experiences in life. David was anointed king by Almighty God. And yet, who time and again was after him? Saul, the one he was to succeed. And then later, his own son, Absalom, sought to undermine his kingship. He sought to steal the hearts of the people. David had many enemies and many adversaries. It would have been easy for David to have just given up and thrown in the towel. But David was a man of faith. And because of his great faith, he understood that no matter what, God was not going to forsake him, God was not going to forget him, and he was not going to fail him. Those truths were just as true some 13 or 1400 years ago as they are today. Or longer than that, I'm sorry. Some 3,000 years ago. You just think about what David experienced. But David was a man of faith in the face of fear. I do not know what you're going through in this life. I know what some people are going through because they've told me. But there are a lot of us as Christians, we are bearing a lot of burdens in life. And sometimes we keep those burdens to ourselves. Sometimes we don't share them with others. And sometimes we have this attitude, it's me against the world. Well, my encouragement to you is to realize that as a child of God, it's a partnership. Life is a partnership. And that partnership involves Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and God the Father. And they're with you. And they're not going to walk away from you. You may walk away from them, but they're not going to walk away from you. And so my encouragement to you Continue to trust in the Lord. Trust in him no matter what. Job said in Job 13 verse 15, and Job experienced a lot of difficulties in life. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's the kind of trust we need. Today we ask the question, are you a Christian? Have you obeyed the gospel of Christ? If not, what would you need to do? Well, the Bible says you have to have faith. You have to come to God with faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is born out by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. 
We walk by faith, not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Then we must repent, that is, turn from a life of sin. That's what Peter said on Pentecost Day, repent. Then the Bible says we are to be immersed in water so that our sins might be washed away, Acts 22, verse 16. And then we're to be faithful until death. That is, we have to be faithful to Jehovah God come what may. James said, blessed is the man that endures, for when he has been tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him, James 1, 12. If you're here today, maybe you've given up. Maybe you've thrown in the towel. Maybe you're not living faithfully. Maybe you simply need the prayers of the church to be stronger. Well, we'd be happy to pray for you. We would be happy to pray with you. The Bible tells us that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3, verse 9. Would you come as we stand and sing?